A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash morningstream today and get 10% off your first month. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like Mike, Primitive B, and Ray Feeney. Coming up on TMS, soar me up in one arm. The doctor and his magical screwdriver. The shoveler, he uses a shovel, right? 1992, plus or minus 12 years. She is bagel coffee, not tea croissant. Blake Breeders. Harbor Freight, not just harbors and not just freight. Omaha, the home of stuff and things. Every time you sing a note. Might as well face it, you're a sharp-dressed man. We like Florida when they're available for news coverage. Was it a bomb? It depends. Betting other people's money. I've heard of gummy bears, but this is ridiculous. Perfect, expensive, and hard with Wendy. And more on this episode of The Morning Stream. All right, I don't know if this is really a sin or not, but I was getting baked in a warehouse last week, and when I was leaving, I saw that it was on fire, and I don't know if it was me, but because it could have been the kids in the school next door. But still presenting new ballerina Barbie. She's beautiful. The morning stream fish. Why the hell do they call you fish? Hello, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It is the morning stream for Thursday, October 19th, 2023. I'm Scott. That's Brian. Hello. Hey, Brian. What's this going is on? It. Friday Eve, baby. Yeah. Weekend just around the corner. You got big plans. You got fun stuff planned. Yeah. Going to go see the, uh, the Colorado Rapids on Saturday night, courtesy of uh, a listener who's not able to attend. What are the Rapids? But, uh, what do they do? They're soccer. Oh, soccer, right. The, okay. They are the uh, the Colorado soccer team. They're playing against uh, the Green Bay team or the Wisconsin team mm. the night before the Denver Broncos lose to the uh, Green Bay Packers. Oh, <laughs> so great. Wow, you've already predicted yeah. the, the, the loss. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, well, you know, neither team is doing great this year, but the <laughs> the Denver Broncos are doing more or less great. More, more or less great, yeah. <laughs> more or less great. Yeah, I hear that from a lot of Broncos fans. They don't seem real happy this season so far. Things could turn around, yeah. though. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. We'll uh, just, you know, we'll call it a, uh, we'll, we'll use the same excuses. Oh, no, it's a growing year. It's a rebuilding year. We're mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, Russell Wilson's trying to get his footing and all that. Yeah. Sure. All, those are all yeah. the, we've been saying rebuilding year about the jazz since the late 90s. So I, I feel Sure, you. sure. I feel you. Um, all right, we got a. How's, big your, how's your pro NFL team doing? Uh, oh, they're there, doing yeah. great. Uh, oh, they're all, good. Yeah, yeah, they're housed yeah. in Vegas, which is kind of hard to deal with. But 
You know, we we're we're doing okay. Yeah. Actually, they're not doing they're, that great and either. And the, and the Raiders are definitely going to win this weekend. Or they, I'm oh, pretty sure the Raiders. Who are they playing this weekend? They <laughs> are playing. I just had it up a second ago. I don't even know. Because I I've been. Um, you know, I'm, I've got this uh, Pick'em League. A few Tadpoolers are in the Pick'em League. Tanner and Barry Folk and yep. um, Wes, we know as Burgess Diesel in the chat and uh, Dak Daniels. And anyway, um, the Packer or the, the Ra- Raiders are playing the yep. uh, 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 Chicago Bears. Oh, the, the Bears. Bears. The Bears. Is this a home game? Or an away game. This is uh, this is in Chicago. Oh, and they're still planning it a win. Well, that's fantastic. And they're still planning it uh, to be a win. Learned uh, today about arbitrage, um, which is a very interesting way to game the game system. So arbitrage, if you um, if if betting gambling is legal in your your town, sports gambling is legal in your town or your state, then you can do this thing called called arbitrage, where if you've got the time. You can pit all of the different services against each other. So right now there's a bunch of different ways you can bet online or different companies. Sure. Points bet, FanDuel, uh, MGM, Caesars, uh, DraftKings, etc. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you look at at lines, at um, at spreads and things like that. And if the odds on on two different on two of the same bet are wildly far apart from each other then what you can do is in one betting app bet $100 on it and then on the other betting app bet $100 against it and oh. you're guaranteed to make money from one of those you'll you'll definitely lose on one you'll definitely win on the other one but if the gaps are are hugely spaced apart then the amount you win or the amount you lose will be more than you lost on the other bet that seems like something that that it's industry cold. would want to squish no they don't they they're you fine think, with it yeah. but maybe that gets yeah. them more more uh i just, think well i mean it's, it's you know it take a lot of work and i know Mizzoula could speak to this but it take a lot of work for them to go and look and see what the odds are on every other betting app mm. because those are all done independently Mizzoula does it for sure. for DraftKings for example sure sure and i don't think he goes to every other i don't think he goes to FanDuel and MGM and Caesars and points bet and bet fred and all these and sees what um what their odds are to make sure that that uh you can't do it but they don't care right they get your money they get your money they either a, way they, have a, yeah. they get your money either way or they they have a chance of getting your money either way yeah and they're and it's and it's in their favor the way it works because you still pay fees on top of stuff right i assume yeah yeah, yeah exactly so well, uh funny you no, bring- actually you don't you pay the, the they build in um like you basically don't get a hundred percent of your bet back if you if you win right so let's say it's a a five dollar bet on the on the Raiders um, Bears game this weekend if you win you don't just get ten dollars you get some like nine dollars right. and eighty something cents yeah and they get the rest same, right, right exactly yeah yeah that makes sense speaking of uh, uh, Metzula I talked to him last night funny enough and uh, oh, interesting. he wants to or uh, I, I approached him about it he's happy to do it but we're gonna bring him back remember we had him on a few times talking about Vegas stuff here on the yeah, show yeah gonna bring him in in november and talk about the f1 stuff oh yeah cool um and what the impact is and just kind of get, <laughs> get get a dude on the ground you know in the middle yeah, of november absolutely our man in the street uh Mitsula. yeah, yeah. get him on one of his cigar walks or something do we that. could talk about how the um how las vegas has made one side that the the northbound no i'm sorry the southbound lanes of the strip 
beautifully like repaved yeah. graded repaved and super nice while the other side still uh, as you drive on it still feels like it's uh, in a in a war zone <laughs> yeah it's all like gummed up with literal exactly. gum and stuff like that like well in potholes and stuff sure. like that it's like well they're only you know the f1 cars are only going to be driving on one side of the strip so we only really need to spend the money to fix one side i think it makes the i think it makes the sport more interesting if they had to drive on the potholy side you know yeah yeah. Like a little bit of danger in your day. <laughs> anyway, that'll be fun. We'll we'll figure out when, but sometime in November we'll get him in here. I think that thing starts early November. Is my is my memory? Uh, November eighteenth, I think. Okay, seventeenth, eighteenth. Yeah, I forget. But yeah, yeah, perfect place for it. None of the snow the rest of us will be having will be there or any of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, good time for it, I guess. Sounds like it's gonna be a nightmare though if you if you have to travel or no if you have to work there and commute around there. That would suck. That oh, it's like. it's a nightmare. I mean, it already is kind of a nightmare because of the construction work that's going on all around Vegas for that, and yeah, and ripping out trees and and uh, all sorts of stuff. So it's time yeah. to move to Hendertucky, all you people. Get out there. <laughs> that's right, or Perump. Yeah, or Perump. All right, we're gonna hey. do a little. We're gonna yeah. do a little car talk because that's our mm, new okay. show. That's our NPR sports, car talk. Sports. Now we moved on to car talk. That's Next right. We're gonna, yeah. yeah. After that, we're I don't moving know. Moving down the FHM list of. Uh, of topics of the uh, slowly over time becoming maxim. an actual yeah. morning show here on the on, yeah. the, on the morning stream. Uh, right. This is about your breaks, actually, that you just had done, yeah. or you just did them. Yep. And uh, this guy wrote in, and we didn't. I don't think he left a name. Anyway, this says in his description of changing his brakes on the last TMS, Brian did not mention having bled his brakes after the job was done, except to say that right after he uh, right after he had to pump his pedal a few times to get the fluid into the calipers. That part alarmed me. Uh, as the, as, the as that didn't uh, or sorry as that need to pump the fluid while test driving should not have happened if he had bled his lines without bleeding after the brake job air that has entered the lines during the repair will cause a lessening of hydraulic pressure basically this can be dangerous because during times of heavy use uh let's see good bleed kits are pretty cheap at harbor freight vacuum sealed bleed kits are great for just one person did you do yep. the bleeding was there bleeding involved I didn't, but i picked up uh I, i've uh, gone on to harbor freight 25 bucks got the vacuums basically it's a self self bleed brake bleed kit yeah uh, blake breeder bleeder and vacuum pump kit yeah. don't get the blake the brake breeder the blake breeder is, is not the thing you want to order you want the brake bleeder it's yeah. very hard to say um and uh y'all yeah, take care of that this weekend although you know i'm not so worried about it because i i hardly ever use my brakes yeah. i mean i you, you know just floor it just yeah go. exactly yeah. and uh <laughs> i just start coasting uh when i when i'm on my way home i start coasting about four blocks yeah. uh before i get to my house yeah. and by the time i Roll into the garage and and hit all the mattresses I've set up to stop my car. I'm I'm you know not going too fast. It's great. So I feel like I've learned a little something about Harbor Freight. I thought they just did um, like tools and crap. Hardware I guess this is stuff. tools. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it would be any different. I just didn't think they'd car stuff there. But yeah. uh, there you go. All right. Yeah, well, DJ so, says yeah. DJ in the chat room says. Um, uh, it never had to bleed brakes when changing pads and rotors in 35 years, unless you take off a brake hose, which I didn't. I didn't take off a brake hose. The uh, the um, the pad holder, like all that stuff, stayed on and intact. So um, I've never oh, heard of the term. It's like a brand new term. agrees. Yeah. Um, agrees with which? Him or the? With uh, air can be compressed, fluid cannot. Agrees with DJ. Oh, I saying gotcha. unless you take off a brake hose, you don't need to. 
bleed the brakes. Uh, it, you know, I've been I have been doing a lot of driving. Uh, to uh, to be serious for a moment, I have been doing a lot of driving and uh, have not had a problem. As a matter of fact, I was doing some reading this morning after I saw this in the notes, and they say that if you know the the air, if you've got air in your line, then it takes a lot more effort to to stop the car with the brakes mm. and that has not been an issue the brakes so you're not feel, having to push harder or do anything like that or hold not having to push harder so yeah. so i don't know that said better be safe than sorry picking up a uh, uh brake uh, bleed kit and uh taking a look bloody brakes perfect for halloween let's go <laughs> and those of you named uh blake who are breeding congratulations <laughs> yeah well done blake yes. i hope it's yes. a, a boy i don't know why uh, what else? Oh, electric car stuff. Some more car talk. Yeah, cool. Another, Which another. Is what I'd like to replace my Kia Soul with. Yeah, heck yeah. Here's the. This is from a uh, listener, also via text. They did not leave their name. Hi, Scott. Uh, heard you're talking a little bit about electric cars uh, a couple of morning streams ago, and I'm a big fan of them and have been driven have been driving them for over a few years now. If you have any questions, feel free to let me know. I'd be happy to answer them. Also, you were talking a bit about how Tesla's attempt to make their charging cable and charging port the standard. As of now, Ford, GM, and a number of other major companies have all agreed that they're going to just use the Tesla standard from this uh, from this point forward because Tesla chargers tend to be the best maintained and available chargers in the country so far. I guess it turns out it kind of worked. Um, yeah. yeah, I assume so. Every time I see a bank of charging uh, stalls. They're always Tesla ones. They're always Tesla. Tesla logo so, on them. Yeah. yeah. So you may as well, I mean, when in Rome, it's like, you know. It's, it's Apple saying, uh, let's do the USB cable, USB-C cable on all of our uh, devices. Yeah. So, same same idea. It's just finally caving yeah. to the standard, I guess. Yes. Thank and, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so, you know, uh, well, I, my car, I need to go find a USB mini port to charge in. <laughs> oh, no, I need to take mine to a, <laughs> well, the, a USB type B device. Who was the dude from, I forget, came to Vegas two years ago and brought his Rivia truck, the electric truck? Oh, God, yeah, that's right. And brought he had, to uh, the, uh, can't the think of his name. Yeah, I came to the arcade thing. But in his yeah. back uh, little little compartment there, he had uh, like two adapters. So he could he could still use the Tesla ones. He just had to put a little connecting device. Yeah, and I can't remember if it was maybe defaulted to Tesla, but if he had another kind, he had to have an. Ad- I can't remember, but he says that everyone he knew uh, with electrics drive around with multiple adapters just in case because they don't know where they're going to be. Yeah, um, <laughs> Tim Tim Watson says Musk wins again. Listen, uh, Elon Musk is about as involved with the Tesla company as Dave Thomas is involved with the new pumpkin spice frosty. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't ascribe too much to Elon in this case. He's not no, not really. Sure. They kind of they kind of told him to quit bugging us. Yeah. Although that we weird, have you, we'll have you on the silent board. <laughs> that weird truck that has breakable windows when he said it didn't. That thing's coming oh, yeah, out. The cyber truck. I think that's this week. People get delivery on it. It is. Yeah, it's supposed to be right. I just saw an Engadget or something that uh, just starting to starting to get delivered. So yeah, really good unless uh, baseballs are flying in your area. Yeah, watch out for that. Also, I'm just don't, I want to a stadium. I'm curious <laughs> about reviews because uh, personally. You know, if I if I'm getting a truck and it's a electric, I'm probably either doing that Ford F one fifty Lightning or whatever they call it, or mm-hmm. or the Rivia, which is a lot more money. But I would do those because I think this thing looks really stupid. It does and it it's also like a target a- for people. Even if it's amazing, I don't. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. It's yeah. a target. People are going to see it parked in a mall parking lot, and you're going to be too tempted to key it. 
or do some shit to it because you're you're mean that way and it stands out too much it's just too weird here's here's what i'm really looking forward to so um when i get my electric car there's like that big screen they all have a nice big screen in the middle of them the teslas have a fan like a like larger than an ipad pro screen in the middle of the dashboard which i really like i can't wait to um to have all my sports betting apps on that middle screen uh and i'm talking about this just to irritate the crap out of stephanie in the chat room (laughs) well sometimes we like to target you guys and we just did it exactly take that um yeah i'm looking at uh this thing It's, it's also different than what he showed on stage it's like oh, a really? bunch of changes, yeah. Like uh, just the oh. way it's it's like the profile of it is different. I don't know. I'm curious to hear reviews and stuff. I want to see what people say about that. <laughs> that I almost called it a device because they kind of are now. These cars, <laughs> they're more device than car. It feels like half the time. They are, yeah, exactly. Which is fine. Hey, I'm, I like devices. It's I all fine. Them. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, it's a um, device with wheels. Cool. All right, on that same text line, we also got a voicemail, and okay. this is about town names. You know, we're talking about Tooele and Arkansas. Right, and, and, and Versailles, I Versailles. think, was the, uh, the thing that launched the uh, <laughs> the whole diatribe. Yep. Uh, well, we got more on that, so here you go. Hi, Scott and Brian. This is Malia from Omaha, and after hearing you talk on TMS this morning about town name pronunciations, I wanted to tell you about two Nebraska town names. First, we have Norfolk, which is spelled Norfolk, but pronounced Norfolk. And if you say it as spelled, people from there will get upset. Supposedly, when the town was being named, it was supposed to be named after the North Fork of the river. But there was an error that left it spelled with an L instead of an R. And second, we have Cairo, which is spelled exactly like Cairo, Egypt. The town has Egyptian theming with street names like Nile and Egypt, and you'll see detail, or you will see it decorated with images of things like camels and palm trees. But it is pronounced Cairo, like the syrup. Anyway, thank you so much for the show, and have a great rest of your day. What is going on in Omaha, Nebraska? Why? Why? Yeah, no kidding. Oh, <laughs> seems, yeah, seems crazy to I me. Mean. I forgot about Cairo. Yeah, it's almost like people decided uh, we like all of these cities that are outside the U.S., but we don't like the way they're pronounced. Yeah, yeah um, that's weird. And and, uh, and Norfolk is just uh, Norfolk, which <laughs> is just is just horrendous. That's really uh, bad, especially the fact that it's spelled with an L but pronounced with an R. Norfolk. I, it seems like if you are the incorporated city, though. Couldn't you make something permanent and change the typo? Like, yeah, yeah. Why couldn't you do that? That feels like a, a good thing for your local government to do. Uh, so I don't know, but hey, Omaha, you're the home of um, uh, uh, great things. So good luck. To you. <laughs> you're home of the uh, what is it? The Omaha World Register? No, World. Oh, what is the newspaper? Omaha World Citizen? Sentinel? World something. Omaha World. World. Dang it. All right. I got to look it up. Synchronicity. Omaha. I imagine if I just start top. Uh, World Herald. The, the World Herald. Okay. The OWH. Yeah. Nice. You've been there. Sounds like. I have been there. Uh, worked there with a guy named Brian Hamburger. What? That was his real name. <laughs> really? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that where uh, Omaha's where um, John Candy got stuck when he was selling uh curtain rings for oh um, probably yeah and planes trains, 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 trains Ooh, we're, we're coming up we're coming up pretty close to the uh 
the uh, the the viewing the annual viewing of planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, I didn't watch it last year for I don't know why. We always yeah, do, know. and we missed it, so yeah. we're doing it this year for sure. The only reason I don't want to watch it is because of that horrendous every time you go away cover. Oh, it's so I bad. Almost, <laughs> I almost want to edit the movie, my version of the movie, uh, and replace that with either the Paul Young cover yeah. that was a huge hit or yeah. the Hollow Notes original. Yeah, one of those would be better. And here's the funny yeah. thing. It's actually fine for most of the scene. It's instrumental. It's fine. Yes. Yes. But, but the minute the somebody vocals. pipes up and sings, you go, oh, shit, you guys. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Every time you go. Because it's so over. It's it's like one of those uh, early auditions for American Idol where like they uh, they do the thing where they hold one ear yeah. and then hold their hand up and do the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate it. <laughs> oh, I hate that so bad. Yeah. Why? You know what? I really hate that. For those of you listening to the podcast, I had one hand on my ear and the other hand held up and I was moving it and around. And you're moving the hand was, around to kind of like a theremin, like you're exactly, controlling the exactly, pitch. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Freaking hate that so much. Why do I <laughs> Why do I have such an aversion to that, I wonder? Like, I see it and I just go, Because oh. it's so, it's like such a... Um, Oh, what do they call that when somebody when somebody fakes uh, <laughs> affectation? Is that is that an affectation? Like when Madonna started speaking British, <laughs> speaking oh, with yeah. a British accent. Yeah, that's is that, annoying. Is that what it's called? Aff- affectation, affectation or, or a um, uh, oh? I guess that's the right yeah. word. There's, I'm not sure that's the right word. But this it's, is this is where we uh, appreciate the. Uh, Tadpole there we go. In. Behavior, speech, or writing that is artificial and designed to impress. Affectation. That is affectation. Yes. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like it. I wish people wouldn't do yeah. that. Yes. Exactly. And look, we all have our quirks and our things that we say and we do. Sure. But sure. Uh, that with the hand and the up and down, freaking f right off, f right off with that business. I hate it so much. <laughs> I don't know why that bugs me so bad, but it gets under my skin. I get asked about Hobbs Dog, who says. Jillian Anderson does that now. Same with, of course, Johnny Depp. Now, wait a minute. Jillian Anderson is British, isn't she's she? She's British. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think she's, I don't think her. Uh, it's the other way around. She came here and talked American for, for X-Files and stuff. Oh, she's, you know what? She was born in America. Yeah. But raised over there, she, right? Uh, ra- let's see. Born in Chicago, Illinois. She must have, right? Because she she's absolutely, uh, yeah, grew up in London, United Kingdom, and Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, so it was yeah, a chunk of so. time too. She wasn't there. Uh, let's see, it was most of her growing up. I think. Let's see, born in '68. Uh, where's her early life? Here we go. Born in Chicago. Uh, grew up in West Michigan for a while. Okay, soon after her birth, her parents moved to Puerto Rico for 15 months, then to London. Yeah, so she's essentially a. I'll say when she was 11 years old, she returned to the States when she was 11 um, and then went to the, and spent spent every summer in London. So, yeah, she, are you, you know, are you on her Wikipedia page? Yeah. Just out of curiosity. OK, yeah, yeah. don't scroll down. Don't look at the don't don't look at the photo that's okay. in there. I'm going to paste the photo All right. in our chat. And I want you to tell me in what year was that photo of Gillian Anderson taken? Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Look at this. Or I'm putting yeah. this up. Can I put it up for the chat? Can they you see put, it? Absolutely put it up for the chat. Okay. Yeah. Here you go. Here's Jillian Anderson. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say um, 90s, and let's narrow it down. Probably, probably this got to be pre-X-Files. So I'm going to say X-Files? Yeah. 90, 
two. Uh, 2004. Oh, shit. <laughs> she looks younger than she did when she was on the X-Files. Weird. Uh, <laughs> the I Curious have, Case of Gillian Anderson. I still have such uh, a massive crush on her. I love her. Yeah. You need to watch. Have you, you haven't watched the... Um, did, did you watch Sex Education? Uh, I did. Kim and I loved that. Yeah, that was the great. final season was just so, so good. Was there, uh, I, there was some talk of some more episodes. Maybe that, maybe I misheard that. And something, something new was coming out soon. The, well, the final episode, the final season just came out. Um, oh, uh, that's, what, so we're behind a season then, if it just okay, came out. good. That's good, what yeah, it is. Watch, watch that and uh, have some tissues handy and not uh, for the reason you might think with sex education. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because that show was not afraid to uh, go places like that. Although Ruby, hubba hubba, hubba (laughs) hubba. Yeah, that's a fun show. It's 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 what you know. What's great about that show? It is. um, You think it's like, you know, American Pie style kind of raunch, whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in some ways it is, but it's not. It's like about these. Mm -hmm. It's about people and their innermost needs and wants, and it's way more than than what the surface of it is it's it's really smart i really like that show a lot it's more than just a comedy too and it'll get you um it'll get you ready for the uh, the new doctor because um uh the the best friend of the main character uh otis's best friend uh oh nakuti gatwa yeah he's the new new, uh the new doctor the new doctor oh that's right he'll be great He is going to be great. I mean, his character in Sex Education is practical. It's the Doctor without time travel. Kind of, yeah. It's like, where's your where's your freaking uh, magical screwdriver there, buddy? You should have it out. That's <laughs> yes. awesome. I love I love the Doctor and his magical screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Sonic screwdriver. Sonic screwdriver. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, number one, I don't watch a lot of Doctor Who. Number yes, two, right, right. I knew it was a screwdriver. I just could not remember the Sonic part. That's true. I'm glad you didn't say, uh, yeah, exactly. His uh, magical hammer. Magical <laughs> hammer in space in a phone booth. Wee! All right. Hey, um, pretty, you know, think about it. We've got a, we've got a Norse uh, you know, superhero god with a magical hammer. We've got a... Uh, um, a time traveling doctor with a screwdriver. Are there any other mm. fictional characters with that that carry versions of tools? Like, uh, well, we don't does, have somebody with a magical saw anywhere, do we? Does like, Captain uh, America's shield count as a tool? I don't know if no, it does. It's a shield. Okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just a shield. Uh, it's just a shield. But you know, Mjolnir's not. Yeah, shovel, shovel knight. All right, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, shovel knight. Yeah, shovel oh, and the shoveler. With a, anybody with a wrench, like who? Uh, let's think about that for a second. Does I mean, Bob I, the Builder carry a wrench? <laughs> oh, yeah, the the wrecking crew, because, I mean, they've got a a, a crowbar and a... Um, yeah, they have a lot of implements from the garage. Yeah, um, yeah and the Mystery Men, they're all about using practical yeah, shit, right, forks and stuff. Right. Um, the shovel. Yeah, yeah. the shovel. Uh, or shoveler. When was it? Shovel? The shovel. The shoveler. The shoveler. The shoveler. Yeah, I was, I was just saying his... What he oh, his shovel. The, shovel. <laughs> <laughs> the character was the shoveler, but... Uh, I, I was questioning my memory. I'm like, wait, yep. is he, is no, he the shovel? Right. Right. Uh, it's, it's my deal, Wade, my deal. Um, let's see, what else? <laughs> Who else? Uh, all right. that's, that's all I can think of. No other Marvel characters have cool shit like that. No. Or no. door DC, for that matter, I'm trying or to DC. think. DC, yeah. I mean, it's... I, guess that- I imagine there's, you know, there's... there's somewhere some one one issue character one issue villain that uh you know carried a uh 
a blowtorch and a welding mask or something, I'm sure. Ooh, the welder. That's a cool name. The welder, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to merge your shield to Wolverine's claws, Captain America, and then yeah. you're going to be welded to him permanently, or your shield will be anyway, and you can just let go of your shield, but whatever. I guess the way to look at it is, are they not as are they not the thing they're supposed to be without the tool? And right. I would say right. yes. Exactly. Like the like Thor is lessened without Mjolnir. It's not the same. For sure. Um, yeah. You could say that about. Oh, you know what? Silver Surfer could be. It's not a tool, uh, but mean, without the me, board, what is he? Before we get emails, yeah. Thor is fine without Mjolnir because he has Stormbreaker now. Oh, that's true. But it's still a tool, you know? It's still a tool. It's just not a hammer. It's now just it's like a, an axe an with a big hammery thing on the back. A magical axe. Yeah. Now we can cut down big magic trees. <laughs> magic trees. Uh, all right. Hey, Brian, <laughs> there's something here. Yeah. This, uh, the double shot Wednesday. We got to hear how that went. But yeah, what, I had on? my double shot yesterday. Uh, you know, it wasn't two for Tuesday. It was double shot Wednesday. Make sure you uh, say the phrase that pays when we call you and you'll That's win 100 right. bucks. Uh, got my fluvid shot yesterday. Mm. And so I'm... Uh, uh, same arm, um, separate arms. What'd you decide? Same arm. Yeah. Yeah. You're a sure. real man like me. I did that too. Darn right. Well, I just don't want to be sore in both arms. I mean, if you're going to be sore, sore me up in one arm. Yeah. And uh, um, not really feeling, obviously not feeling like I did after the Moderna shot. So let's hear it for Pfizer and whatever it is in my system that, that does fine with. Uh, yeah. I had Moderna uh, and it didn't bother me at all. So I don't know what my deal is. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, I, it's different for everybody. Everybody has a different. That's true. Somewhat different physiology, so yeah, that's true. Uh, but uh, yeah, Moderna, Moderna hit me hard. The uh, Pfizer, I'm just a little bit, I don't know, little little sloggy today, a little yeah. slow, a little low. Not so, yeah, yeah, not yeah. so, not so bad that I need to uh, sit down for the show. But uh, but yeah, don't ask me to perform any <laughs> major math problems. Today. Okay, no, that'll be good because then you'll be on par with me in my normal state with math problems. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. we're the same. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad it went well. And the flu shot. Um, uh, apparently, the flu going around this year, the one that's based on the the shot that everyone's getting, is a gnarly one. So, oh really? Good. Get, so get that get flu that shot. flu shot, sure. baby. Because man, I know a couple of people who are just wrecked with the flu. And uh, oh, that reminds me. You know how yesterday I couldn't yeah. get it to work. Carter's uh, voice thing. Oh yeah. Did she, you were you able to get it? She sent me video. Um, oh, I'm not cool. going to show the video, but I am going to play the audio because she asked me, please don't show this video, Dad. <laughs> uh, you can play the audio, but not the video because it's kind of looking up at her and she thinks she looks bad. I think she looks adorable, so I don't know what her problem is, of but course. whatever. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Let's play this so you can guys get a taste. So she's wandering around Japan and Korea. Now she's back in Japan today. Oh, um, okay. for her final day, and then they then back they're and home forth, tomorrow. just can't decide where she wants to be. Just gallivanting around the planet like it's hers, you know. Exactly. Uh, here's what she says, and I don't know how she's communicating. It's already hard enough if you don't know the language, but when people talk to you, she can barely get a voice out. So listen to this. I'm in a market, but I wanted to show you guys what my voice sounds like because it's so bad. <laughs> She can barely talk. <laughs> oh my god! It sounds like Claire on day two of Vegas. Right, it does. Oh my gosh, you're right, it does. Yeah, and that was also after a little karaoke, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, see, that'll do. Yeah, it. that'll get you every karaoke. time. Yeah. And she also found this this coffee shop in Japan, not with no Japanese characters, just in English, and it says, uh, "She's Bagel Coffee." <laughs> With a yeah. with an apostrophe, which means possession, yes. which means she is bagel coffee. 
It's a weird right, thing. Right, exactly. It's right, exactly. You're you're abbreviating. She is bagel coffee. Yeah, that's uh, a very that's odd the, uh, the deal. contraction of bagel of of uh, she is bagel coffee. I guess things just you know Japan translation. One of my favorite things on this planet. I would have a I would have a coffee bagel, but I don't know if I'd have bagel coffee. Oh, let's think about that. So a bagel flavored yeah. or sorry, coffee a flavored coffee bagel. Flavored bagel. That totally sounds fine with yeah. That. that sounds all right. Chocolate chip bagel, blueberry bagel. I've had you know I've had all the bagels. But what if you God, had I an everything the crunch bagel at Panera? Oh, oh those so are good. those are really good. So what if, bad for you. But what if you had a everything bagel? You know the kind that are just dumped with all the yeah, flavors. Yeah, where it's like onion and garlic and, yeah. and sesame seeds and. What uh, if that was the flavor of the coffee you had? No, no, <laughs> pass. <laughs> Oh, you'll yeah. pass it all right. You'll pass it right through. Yeah, it'll through. pass right through me. Exactly. Yeah. Gross. That does sound gross, and I'm not even a coffee drinker, so uh, yeah. nobody do that. All right. Uh, well, great. Let's do some yeah. news. We got some news to cover. Let's do some um, news. It's important, you know. People need the informity. <laughs> the today's news is brought to you by... Brought to you by Coverville today at 12 p.m. Yeah, we're keeping that uh, noon time uh, for the foreseeable future. Twitch.tv slash Coverville today celebrating the birthday of uh, Natalie Merchant, who turns 60. And uh, no, math again. I'm, I'm going to guess about 10,000 maniacs. Uh, oh, man. Uh, and uh, the songs that uh, we're gonna we're gonna be hearing, but of course, all your favorite uh, favorite uh, Ten Thousand Maniacs and Natalie Merchant songs like "Wonder," "Motherland," "Like the Weather," uh, great cover of "Because the Night" that she did. Um, these days, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff to hear on today's episode at of Coverville at Twitch.tv/Coverville. Yep, I'll be playing uh, Marvel Snap while I while I play the music, and uh, probably because I'm a little logy today, probably um, not doing a whole lot of talking, mm. which is just fine. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. Uh, did any of the ten thousand maniacs? I assume they're down a few over the years. They don't have as many. <laughs> well, Natalie Merchant left the band, and they replaced her with another singer who had a great voice. And they did a cover of um, "More Than This" by Roxy Music. Oh. When the, oh, their first single is. after, yeah, yeah, uh, after uh, after the replacement, their first single was a cover of uh, of "More Than This." I like that song. I do too. I'm not even a big Roxy Music. I couldn't tell you most of their library, but I love that song. Yeah, yeah. I just remember Roxy Music had album covers that made my mom nervous. Yeah, yeah. They uh, lots of uh, ladies, mm -hmm. uh, like European model ladies, sometimes with their boobies showing. Yeah, mm -hmm. they weren't afraid yeah. to show some boobs on album covers. No, let's no, just put and, it uh, like that. You know, Brian Ferry, probably the best dressed man in in music. Oh hell yeah! Always suit and tie, like always. Little little undone, the first button undone, mm -hmm. suit the tie hanging down a little bit, but still one of the best best dressed men in uh, rock and roll. Do they still? Uh, I don't know gallivant around and do music i and saw roxy music live two years ago at the paramount theater and brian ferry sounds as amazing as he always did wow yeah was he dressed nicely in his suit once again he absolutely was well yep. then i'd be i'd be disappointed if he showed up with cargo pants and a baskin <laughs> robbins t-shirt that would be great yeah just throw everyone's expectations right in the <laughs> trash can exactly. Limber up, limbo down, and he's like in a you know, <laughs> like uh, suspenders and no shirt and uh, junko uh, <laughs> pants. Love that. Yeah, um, Robert Palmer uh, ties for for best dressed man in. Robert oh yeah, late great Robert. Palmer. Girls go crazy for the best dressed man. Now how's that go? Yeah. 
Women go, no, girls go crazy for a sharp-dressed man. Is that it? Yeah, that's exactly right, yes. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. All yeah. those same-looking ladies behind him dancing. That's oh. right. Same-looking Except ladies. that was, uh, you were singing ZZ Top. And, oh, was that? Uh, yeah, I got the wrong song. Addicted to Love is the... Uh... <laughs> Might as well face it. Oh, shit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but same kind of thing. Might as well face it. You're a sharp-dressed man. man. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all my same-looking ladies. <laughs> um, all right, we got. You were just referring to him being a sharp-dressed man. I didn't realize you were saying that that was one of his songs. That's no, I have. I they, completely. They sound exactly the same. Is there? There's got to be somebody who did a mashup of those two songs. If they Sharp haven't, someone man, needs man, to. Yeah. Somebody do that if you haven't already done it. Okay. Take my exactly. take my horrible music failure and turn it into cash. Uh, a mom. This is kind of a sad story, but uh, also a little insane. There's this marshmallow challenge going around. I've seen it a few Ugh. times. Uh, just just don't do anything that begins with the that ends with the word challenge, people. I just agree. Save yourselves. Yeah. Why would you do this to yourselves? Yeah. Uh, this mum. This is obviously a British uh, story. A mum. Uh, yes. Choked to death while doing the marshmallow challenge. The mother appeared to choke to death while participating in the marshmallow challenge. Natalie Burris, or Bus, age 37, an accountant and mother of two, was tasked with fitting as many marshmallows into her mouth as possible during a 60-second fundraising competition at her son's rugby club in Badau RFC near Pontypridd, South Wales. <laughs> Pontypridd. Right. That says Pontypridd right there. No, no, no. It's, it's Pontypridd. Yeah. What a it's, dumb uh, name. Go it really is, yeah, yes, get that. Exactly. Go go to the local council. You know, right? Get the RFC is rugby football club, but uh, Badao must be the town. Yeah, or it must I guess be Badao. Badao. Badao is the team name, and then Pontypridd is the town. Pontypridd. Where do you Pontypridd. live? Oh, I live in the west side of Pontypridd. Pontypridd. Terrible name. Uh, anyway, she died in the emergency room, or after emergency services got to her, uh, they were unable to revive her when she was called. Uh, they were called on Saturday night after bus uh, collapsed at about 10 p.m. She was laughing at the same time, and it was like she sucked oh. the marshmallow down her whole throat, throat hole. Mm. Uh, one minute everybody was enjoying themselves and whooping, says the says the quote. The next, she was on the floor. It was dreadful to watch it happen in front of you. Well, of course it is. It's awful. First aiders. Went forward to help. This is a part of the quote. I love first aiders. <laughs> first aiders. Yeah, we yeah. used to say, what do we say? First responders or something? Yeah, first responders, exactly. First I like, aiders. I like first aiders. <laughs> I'm going to use that from now on. Um, anyway, someone said they had gone for the defibrillator on the wall of the school opposite. I love the way these people talk, but it didn't help. Her airways were blocked by the marshmallows. Uh, her family is waiting for the results of a post-mortem examination. Don't be oh, doing the challenge. Horrible. Yeah. Don't be stuffing a bunch Stay of Stay away from challenges, mouth. people. It's never good. And the, nobody ever picks a challenge that's like, well, rarely picks a challenge. I know we had it with the um, the ice bucket challenge was to help raise awareness oh, and, yeah. and uh, money for a good cause. But other than that, it's all it's all dumb. It's yeah. all, uh, Do you remember yeah. that? For a hot minute, that's all anybody was doing. Yes, exactly. Every video you saw, every stupid thing you heard about, every vine that was on Vine before Vine went away. <laughs> was the ice bucket? Was somebody dumping? Uh, yeah, they're not donating money, but they're just dumping ice water on themselves. Yeah, I donated money, by the way, and I did it with a coconut bra per request by uh, by Carrie. Oh, okay, uh, Carrie that was Carrie's Reese, idea. Cleo, Cleo, yeah, she yeah. told me uh, to put on a coconut bra and pour uh, ice water on myself, <laughs> and I did. I forgot about that part. Yep. Uh, I did it too. Also sent money. Uh, my kids, I think my kids did it to me. 
don't remember who did it to me. I think it was oh, yeah. Kids. No, I think your kids did. I remember. I think I remember that video. Yeah, it may have been Nick. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, it's your kids, anyway. Scott. It's your kids, Scarty. Um, here's one. Here's a story about Florida. We like Florida when they're sure, available sure. for news coverage. Uh, a flight to Florida returned to Panama over a suspected bomb that turned out to be not a bomb, but an adult diaper. Oh, no. Yeah. Did nasty. somebody get in trouble? It depends. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Couldn't resist. Sorry. Had to do it. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, did you get the bomb? Well, that depends on who you're asking. <laughs> exactly. Was it, was it really a bomb? Depends. Depends. There's so many <laughs> depends jokes that we could make. Yes, exactly. Yes. No no offense to anyone who deals with incontinence. We know you're out there. No. Yeah. All right. Exactly. I had a little. Uh, I had a little scare yesterday. I'm not saying much else. Oh, really? Well, I just, <laughs> no. You know, sometimes you, you eat wrong and you think, oh, I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. You might have to toot, and then you realize, oh, I'm glad I held back because that wouldn't have been a toot. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. one of those deals. <laughs> that was not a toot. Not a. <clears throat> not a. Uh, <laughs> not a false alarm. Yeah, I could have said shart, but I didn't. Yeah. Trying to spare some people. Thank goodness. Well, now I went ahead and said it. So what are you going to do? Anyway, airport security at Panama City's Takuman, 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 Takuman International Airport. I don't know. Taco Man. <laughs> Takuman. I like Takuman. Uh, International <laughs> Airport on Friday. Search for Copa Airlines flight uh, found, what, well, sorry, bound for Tampa, Florida for a suspected bomb only to find an adult diaper. The plane had returned to the Panama airport because they were worried about this bomb. It's a Boeing 737-800. I don't know what that means. A dash? When are we putting uh, dashes in there? Yeah, it's a, it's a, they have that, like um, a, a second designation for your 737. It's like uh, zip codes when you put the uh, the dash and the extra numbers. <laughs> the plus four. Yeah. Right. Is yeah. it plus four? I never, I don't know my own uh, plus four. Do you know your own plus four? I don't. I know that no. it auto fills it on most places, but. Uh, yeah, which I is why I don't know. You... I, I just assume it's like. Yeah. Not info I'm ever going to need. It's you know? it's sadly it's like um, yeah I mean mail will still get to you if you just do the five digit zip but it's it's yeah. getting to be like like how it is for people's phone numbers how you don't need to know people's phone numbers because they're you know you have the speed dial in your phone they're just in your phone yeah I don't know I, I you know this is really embarrassing to me because I really should know it but I don't know Kim's phone number I don't oh know really. It. Yeah. Oh, that's when you. That's when you. That's when I should know, know exactly. That's when you should know. She yeah. knows mine, no problem. She knows all numbers though. She has four different credit cards memorized. Nobody kidnap her. We're in big trouble. So <laughs> wow. She knows my driver's license number and her driver's license number. She's nuts with numbers. She can remember everything. She remembers a phone number when we got married. She remembers our phone number when we moved. Still. Um. You know, I can. Uh... I can tell you the phone number I had when I was growing up because my mom, you know, instilled the fear like most parents did as mm-hmm. a kid. They they get you fearful of what happens if you get kidnapped and you need to be able to call home. Yeah. Um so uh so I still remember my my original home phone number. I do too as a teen. Um, I don't remember my kid one, but I remember the teen one. Is that same I remember for you? my teen one, which is different. Mm. I remember I know our, our current Landline, which is now Tina's fax number because she needs a fax for adult protective services, which is silly that faxes are still a thing. I know. There's some businesses where they just cannot get rid of them. They just can't. Yeah, and I and I can tell you my uh, I can tell you Tina's cell number. Um 
Yeah, I'm trying to think if there are any other phone numbers that I just absolutely know. Not really, not many others. Let me call my teen one, see who has it right now. Hold on. <laughs> I'm not going to give the number away because I don't want to dox anyone. But, no, no. Yeah, uh, let's see here. To place a call in this area, you must dial the area code and the phone number. Oh. All right. Mm. When, when did that wow. happen? All right. So, mm. Apparently, it's outside of your normal area. Here we go. Let's try it again. Put it on speaker. Your call cannot be completed at this time. Please try again later. What does that mean? Mm. Oh, now I understand. Oh. Yeah, to your mother. Ah, uh, <laughs> well, I guess my high school number is no longer in service. Is what yeah. it sounds like. I don't even know the uh, Win 100 uh, Cars for Kids phone number. I can't even think of what that one is either. 1 <laughs> 800, is it Cars for Kids? Is that the full thing? Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. I keep telling people our, our text line is 8014. Wait, 801 10 no, 801471010 hams, which is not correct at all. It's like not even close to correct. It's some other thing. How many people now are hearing the uh, Cars for Kids? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so now that I know this is unlisted, I can just say it's 801-943-8087. That's my old number. Mm. And uh, the 943 was the thing that I that was made it easy for all numbers behind it to remember. If my, my current number was 943, I would always remember, or if Kim's was, I would always remember the last four. There was something about the 943 that kicked oh, off memory sure. for me. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, well, there's a fun. I won't be. I won't be saying my phone number because I use it for a numerical, uh, a numerical login thing that I still use. Oh, don't be telling telling yeah. us that then. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's you know, again, you don't know, you don't know my phone number as a as a pre eleven year old, pre ten year old. That's right. So. Nobody knows but you. Nobody knows but me. That's well, not that's not information you can scour my LinkedIn for. Mm. What level of torture would it take to? get you to say what would it what would it be oh um let's say it's just you it's uh, not your family oh fingernails that'll do it fingernails that that you know when i hear of fingernail issues pulling off fingernails with pliers that sort of thing yeah uh that's okay i'll give you the i'll tell you the you can have I'll my give number. you the Death Star plans yeah. if you're threatening to take out oh. my fingernails. <laughs> many... Put your Bothan spies away. <laughs> yeah, you forget have, about Bothan spies. Yeah. Many fingernails were sacrificed to bring you this information. <laughs> exactly, yes. Oh, wow. All right, here's a story about uh, uh, a black bear. Hmm. Uh, it's not even a joke, but it sounds like one. Black bear walks into a gas station bar. Hold on, you gotta say it like David Asin. <laughs> All right, here's one for you. Black Bear walks into a gas station bar, Maddie, takes a pack of gummy bears and leaves. Bar- bartender says. <laughs> you can always tell what behind, you know, background things we're watching. It affects it affects our lives. <laughs> totally. For you, Sopranos, for me, Moonlight. Yeah, it just affects your life for a while. For a while, Brian will have a yeah. whole bunch of these references, and it's exactly. fine. Exactly. All I'm I could think of. We'll have a few all I could think of was Sopranos for about four weeks. <laughs> um, anyway, so here's the deal. Walks into a gas station bar, takes a pack of gummy bears, specifically yeah. gummy bears. So a bear, you know, a bear taking gummy a bears. Bear taking gummy bears, yes. And then leaves, yeah. just took off. Uh, Jay and Karen DeGosbraid, uh serve a variety of customers at their tiny Tipton gas bar in Lake Cowichan. 
on Vancouver Island. I don't know how you say Cowichan. I don't either. Yeah, Cowichan? That's exactly how I would say it. Yeah, it sounds like one of them uh, up north Cowichan. names. Cowichan. Cowichan. That's one where it's just not obvious which syllable has the emphasis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to say cow, but maybe it's co. I don't know. Right, right. Uh, 92-kilometer drive west of Victoria up there, uh, but they never expected a black bear to make it to their uh, list of clientele. Security footage from the store caught the bear casually walking in at 6.30 a.m. on Monday, going through racks of chocolate bars before grabbing a 70-cent pack of gummy bears in its jaws and then took off without paying. Oh, that son of a bitch. I can't believe it. You know why, though? He has no pockets. Oh, is that why? Yeah, yeah. That's why why bears never have any money. No pockets. Do you think the animal kingdom has any species that are, like, annoyed at kangaroos or other marsupials? (laughs) You know what I mean? I think that that there are very few animal species that know about kangaroos. (laughs) Like, I think... Mostly kangaroos know, and that's about it. Yeah, kangaroos know about it. It's like, oh, look at the pockets on that one. It's basically what they, the other kangaroos look at uh, look at each other. And, uh, you know, she's really nice, but she's got a really small pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the pockets are really uh, a status symbol. Uh, it's it's exactly kingdom. right, yes. Yeah. yeah. If I was an animal, I would want one. It seems convenient. You can stick a oh thing in gosh, there. Oh, gosh, yeah, absolutely. Put your yeah. kid in there. Uh, put your, your bag of freaking gummy bears in there. Whatever you need. <laughs> exactly. uh, the bear went out to the parking lot and ate it uh, after, he, after he took it. Um, okay, it's a pouch, not a pocket, all right? Yes, yeah, we know. We know it's yeah. a pouch. Calm down, all you yes. weirdo doctari experts, whatever. Joey pocket is what it is. Settle down. Yeah, calm calm yourselves. Surprised we heard from Hobbs Dog and not Lucky Phil on that one, because I would have thought that... Uh, Seems like a Lucky Phil thing to know. A Lucky Phil would be, hey, mates, it's, it's not a pocket, it's a pouch. Yeah. The dingo. That's not a pocket. <laughs> that's where the dingo ate your baby, so they know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's like you Phil's voice, by the way. Yeah, that's really good. I was blown away by it. Um, it says here, uh, the dude, Jay, who runs the place, was just drinking coffee behind, behind the counter during the robbery, just chilling. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, I don't think you want to uh, get between a bear and their gummy bears. I think is yeah, the, is that the, that's the old phrase? Yeah, don't get between a bear and its gummy bears. I yeah. mean, I want I don't want to get between a bear and anything, but I had a real so growing up with like Grizzly Adams and stuff. Yeah. Not with him, but you know, on TV. Yeah, it yeah. was hard to reconcile this idea that bears were really dangerous when all the all of the media that we were shown about bears made them seem cuddly and kind and and pets and this sort of thing. Yeah. So growing up I never bears were not a scary thing to me. I think as an adult I would recognize it for the wild animal it is now but but if you'd have put me in front of a bear when I was 12 I might have been like Oh, a bear. <laughs> Just like Grizzly Adams. It's nice. It's friendly. Yeah. We can teach it to do stuff. Right. And the bear from Grizzly Adams grew up in uh, Beaver, Utah. So you could actually go down there when it retired and hang out with it. And they had wow. tours and stuff. And so I just was never bears were just cuddly, beautiful things. There's a reason teddy bears exist. Yeah. Right. Right. They're kind of cute until we, they we open want, that mouth. We want bears. You know, bears are uh, cubs are cute. Bears are mean, but we really like our, our small animals. And uh, yeah. yeah, this is all this is all truth coming out of your mouth. It's all right true. Now. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy has sidled up to the show today. And we're going to be talking Ooh. about uh, something Ooh. new called loss of self. Okay. And we have a okay. follow up call before that about uh, what we talked about last time. So, Brian, get ready to lose yourself in a conversation with Wendy. <laughs> <clears throat> but before that, a song break, if you please. 
Sure. Let's go to a band called the Uni Boys. U-N-I Boys. Like boys who go to university. Mm. Um, these guys are so right up my alley. They're from Aliso uh, uh, Viejo, California. And um, they are a power pop band. But more of like the original style power pop, power pop band like you found in the 70s with bands like The Kinks, The Knack, um, Big Star, uh, uh, man, so many, like, if you think of those bands in that era, this is what you're in store for with uni boys. I love this album. Downloaded the whole thing. This is, um, and, and it's appropriate because the album is called buy this now, which I did. <laughs> nice. And, uh, this is the first single from the album. It's called let's watch a movie. Here are the uni boys. Listen, everyone needs a little help once in a while, all right? Everyone. And you know who wants to help you the most right now? BetterHelp Therapy Online. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash morningstream. Not hard to do. Just open your web browser. Get over there and get that done. You ever feel like your brain's getting in your own way, just kind of making things harder than it should? Like, you know, 
you know what you should do and kind of what's good for you, but you just can't force yourself to do it. You can't get it done. Well, therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. All right. So whether you've been to therapy or not, maybe you're a first timer, maybe you're a long timer. There are a ton of benefits to going. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries for yourself and maybe your relationship with others and where those boundaries should be. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself and isn't just for people who have experienced major trauma. Sometimes just, you know, life can be tricky. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. First time's not always the best time. You never know. Plus, you change all the time. Let them change with you, you know? Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MorningStream today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, better H-E-L-P. That's BetterHelp.com slash MorningStream. Give it a shot. Make way for the cook. Wonderful spaghetti you made, Dad. Uh-huh. Using every pot and pan in the kitchen. I am an artist. <laughs> we better get artistic on these dishes, Pat. While you, Chef Dawson, relax. Huh? There's no such thing as vampire killers, you knob lord. And we're back. Who was that again? Those are the Uni Boys from their brand new album, Buy This Now! Exclamation point. Uh, that's the song, Let's Watch a Movie. Uh, you know, let's let's do-do that. Let's watch a movie. Yeah, do-do. Let's do-do that. You know, our pal Tanner uh, in the in the thing. Oh, he had his eye surgery yesterday. Uh, grats yeah. to him for what sounds like a successful procedure. Everything went yes, fine. Yes, uh, Tuesday, but uh, recovered. Uh, oh, I thought it was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Maybe it was yesterday. We were planning on doing D&D, and I remember him saying, I'm having it. I thought I remember him saying he's having it Tuesday. Oh. It went well, and he's going to recu- recuperate, so no D&D last No night. D&D, yeah. He's uh, totally he's, fine. Totally. To- yeah, 100% fine. You need to recover from that kind of crap, dude. Are you kidding God, me? yes. Yeah. Uh, but he is, um, uh, he's, he's, he's doing, he's headed up a, an effort for the Halloween time. To stream uh, some horror movies via yeah. a stage here on our Discord. So if you haven't been a part of our Discord up till now and you want to have some communal horror movie watching, now would be a great time to join up at frogpants.com slash Discord. All right. Did he do the first one after um, your video game streaming time? Uh, on, yes. Uh, on he, Monday? Yeah, yeah, it was like their test, I think, on Monday. It's exactly, yeah. Or yeah. his test, I should say. Um, oh, it was yesterday. Let's see. Uh, oh, it was yesterday. Okay. He I said he Tuesday. didn't have... Um, let's see. Where is it? Okay. Here he goes. Okay. Was yes? No, it was... You know what? It was the 17th. Am I smoking okay. crack? I am smoking crack. Brian... It's not important. It's not important. You know what I have right now? <laughs> I have a body... I have a body full of crack. That's what I have. That's what's going on. <laughs> so it's so not important. Dale Carnegie, this business, and uh, and move on from the things that are not important. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start doing that more. Hey, yes. uh, my sister Wendy joining us. Uh, I should play a thing for her though. Here you go. I'll explain sure. the situation to Wendy. Don't worry. Hi, Wendy. Welcome back. How are you? 
I'm good. Is, did the ringtone on Discord change? That was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a Halloween. So Halloween they do a Halloween thing Halloween for ringtone. Okay. Yeah. And my audio was a little loud and I jumped to like a foot. That oh. Oh, yeah. He thought it was anyway. another national uh, t- uh, emergency test thing, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. How did how did that go for you? Were you uh, where were you when they did the test? Were you? Prepared? I was with a client who is a TMSer. Oh, and we oh. were laughing because uh-huh. uh, we were both because we were very far apart uh, time zone wise, and there was like a two minute delay between them, and we were like, "Oh, come on, system." No, yeah. <laughs> it was annoying. A lot of dark stuff can happen in two yeah. minutes. Jeez. Yeah, for sure. You'd think that would be yeah. more synchronized. Come on, government, get your crap together. Um, there was a there was a whole uh, a bunch of people believed it. It was a whole conspiracy theory that this thing was going to activate the five the, vaccine. the fa- yeah the five G vaccine the RFID chip that they put installed <laughs> in you. <laughs> yeah, the, and there was one la- one lady in particular was so adamant about it on Facebook that I bookmarked her post because I just had to see. She was sure it was the end of it was end times. I was like, yeah, I got to see what you are the next day, and the next day she's like. Got up this morning and it looks like our bird feeder's empty. Gonna go. I'm like, you're just going about your life after you said all that stuff yesterday. You're not gonna just like, <laughs> you're not gonna ca- cave to this. Like There's I at no least follow-up. wanted, I at least wanted a follow up that said like, ah, uh, the highest form of government. They have decided to put it off another month while they tested. <laughs> and she didn't right. do any yeah. of that. Yeah. Oh come on. That was a shame. It was a real shame. Uh, my sister to run a cult and act that way. Yeah, exactly. If you're gonna run a cult, run your damn cult. Uh, Wendy, my sister, she is here on Thursdays for Therapy Thursdays, and we help you guys with your problems. we got a topic today, but before we get to it, Wendy, I've got a follow-up call from the last couple of weeks that I just thought you'd like. Uh, okay. Nothing, you know, it's not a whole new subject or anything, but it's uh, about moral injury that we talked about. Oh. Yeah. And I thought you might like to follow up, so here it is. Hey, guys, this is Dana calling for Therapy Thursday, uh, talking about Wendy's moral injury subject. Um, I was so grateful that she talked about this. I have actually been overcoming something similar. Uh, just over a year ago, I was working for a company uh, who was a managed services provider for various places in Manhattan. And one of them, uh, one of my clients, I found out was a literal slumlord, uh, the type of people who were pushing low-income families out on the street peak pandemic so that they could flip those properties and make a hefty profit. Uh, when I learned about that and learned that I was actually, in effect, helping push these families out on the street, um, I couldn't deal with it. I obligate, I pushed myself to, to find a new career at that point. And proud to say that, you know, I'm still struggling with some of that, but I did uh, turn to start working to provide equal access to health care for low-income families. Um, and I know now that the work that I'm doing is going for the net positive in the world as opposed to to those abhorrent practices. So thank you, Wendy, for talking about that. And actually, the subject helped me a lot to kind of overcome some of the feelings that I've still been wrestling with. I love the show, though. Hope it wasn't too loud. I'm driving in a loud car at the moment. And have a fantabulous day. That's pretty great. That's so cool. Yeah. And that's exactly what you were... It fits exactly what you were talking about. Like, that's a dead example or a dead perfect example of... uh, Yeah of what we were what we were going through and i'm really happy to hear that she got to be where she wants to be now it's really good it's amazing thank you for that i love a follow-up give me a follow-up yeah it's good we like feedback just as much as the rest of you all right so keep it coming uh if you have a follow-up conversation or you want to talk about how one of these segments helped you or something you did around it 
801-471-0462 is the place you can leave those voicemails or texts. You can also email us, of course. Um, all right, Wendy, let's get to today's discussion. We talked, uh, you and I briefly over text about it. Um, I have an idea what this may be, but this idea of loss of self. And we don't mean like, oh, no, I'm in the mall and I can't find the car. We don't mean that. We mean yeah. probably <laughs> probably your identity is my guess or your feeling yeah. of who am I and I thought I knew myself and now I'm not sure, that sort of thing. Yes, yes. Okay, so I was trying to think, I mean, I have a, many examples I could sort of point to of where this, I inter- interact and it intersects with the work that I do. Um, and sometimes it's kind of hidden. But So let me explain, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll give you an example of somebody. I'm going to mishmash like 20 clients into one person here. Sure. Um, But just this idea of you are raised in a particular home. Um, I tend to work with a lot of religious or post-religious people. And so often there's like an identity sort of handed to you in like in sort of the way we are, way we should be. This does not require religion, of course, to do that as well. Like, and in the Smith family, we bowl or whatever, right? Like you're kind of (laughs) offered a lot of templates that, um, offers way nice word, basically told you're this and that. And, and and maybe some labeling occurs kind of early and then, you know, you go and you live your life and there's kind of a trajectory and this is what we do in our family. And, and that's, you know, very much influenced by the zip code you are in, right? Like there are moments sometimes, I don't know, your kids are out of this stage, but sometimes I'm like, is this what we do here with kids? Did we all have a meeting and agree? Because they're all going to be on traveling sports teams and never be home again. Like, is that <laughs> did, yeah. who's voting for this? Right. Sure. So there's yeah. bigger, broader cultural factors, plus, you know, extended family to family of origin things. Um, and I, I would say one, this is a very common one I see in my composite client I'm describing um, for females and males are, have their own version of maybe of this as well. But for females, it's often um, diet culture stuff, just really implanted very young um, criticism of those who are different. So clearly you can't be those things, you know, so you take the just average family raising kids without even trying, you are telling a kid what to be and what to do and what's appropriate, right? That's society. That's human. That's, that's what we do. Now there's sick versions of that, right? There's uh, sicker versions that can occur um, and be really dangerous. I think I've shared this about a client once before, but this um, mom basically told my client when she was young that, you know, very low um, quality people eat spaghetti. So we won't eat spaghetti and they hold forks certain ways and low, they clean wait certain a ways. Low quality people eat spaghetti. Eat spaghetti, yeah. <laughs> it's a sign that you're very trashy and that you don't, you know. I am very I am low I am very low then because I have Yeah, I mean it's like yeah. all of us. But anyway. What about yeah. the people who call it pussigetti? Are they the lower? <laughs> they're, they're the very lowest not allowed. Bottom it. of the barrel. Yeah. 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 Kick <laughs> them out immediately. <laughs> What's wild about that story is that there's not an object that humans use on a regular basis. This mom d- did not make toxic and abusive. So it's like how you clean and everything was related to your moral um qualities it, how you did certain things and then the the great irony is it turned out the mom was actually in a cult and <laughs> oh wow there was some systematic like abuse weird stuff and yeah, yeah. anyway well, so lots of 
Now, and that's kind of what, this is an extreme example of what's probably happening for most parents, right? They're not all in cults, but there is a, I want to do it the right way. I want to feel like I fit in. I want to feel good about my efforts. And so, you know, you control different trajectories of different kids. Okay. So I'm taking too long to explain this, but basically this idea is that you're getting all sorts of feedback to tell you who you are. Okay. So you go, you develop, you start doing things and there's some normal milestones that you need to meet. And some of that is identity development can happen at different points. It's really important as your brain starts to shift to being, being more abstract and you're more social and friendships shift. Um, gender experiences are really changing. And then you are at the ripe old age of 15 and 16. And this is when you're, you know, the, it's like the 12 to 16 range is where you kind of are pushing back against parents. And sometimes that's internal because it's not safe to do that externally, but you're kind of realizing like, I am not them. And that's, um, individuation process is sort of beginning, right? But you learn pretty quick what makes mom and dad happy and, um, you know, all of those things. And so you're really forming a lot around those things. And then we get to the identity critical stage, which is the 17, 18, 19, 20 to up to 26 when your brain's kind of done um, developing. And that's when you sell your wilds and you figure out what you think. And, you know, and that's prime college time or prime, you know, military beginnings or whatever it is where you are learning a, a system without mom and dad telling you everything, um, yeah. potentially. Um, I think when you think of like a homeschooled kid, it's like a real obvious version of this where there's like, and now pay attention to what everyone else thinks before you only had mom and dad's sort of take on things. Right. Right. And so it can be a pretty stark experience for a lot of folks. And then others will find that they just keep pleasing the system. Like it's gotta be, I'm gonna do the thing that gets me all the accolades and rewards. And I'm supposed to be a lawyer. So I'm going to make all this money and then I'm doing all of that. Now, fast forward a period of time when you're doing the identity that kind of was handed to you. And then, and this is a very gentle version of this, right? There are very serious versions of this where you are really not allowed at all to be anything like yourself um, or to develop any sense of your own identity. It is all dictated. So I'm going to stick with the happy version, the, the, the average version that we're all experiencing. Yeah, the average so then you're going good. along yeah. and, and then something occurs. It's, you know, tragedy. It's um, loss of something that felt like was always a given. It could be um, a health scare. It could be a relationship ending. It could be, you know, lots of different things. There's also just the middle of life that can, can also derail a person's sort of forward momentum in terms of I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So this is kind of connected to that moral injury in just the way that um, what we expect and need out of something might really not be what's happening. So we do all the right things and we're supposed to be what? Happy? What else? We, what are we all, all guaranteed when we follow the, this is who you are path. Someone's telling us what to do, how to act. What are we supposed to be getting? Oh man. Satisfaction, uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that oh, is we what we can make this broader to that. For well, sure. that is yeah. what that clause is supposed to mean. Right. Yep. It's supposed to mean. And the other thing too, is it doesn't say uh, a lot of people confuse this. It doesn't say you're guaranteed happiness. You're guaranteed nope, the, the pursuit. pursuit of which. That's right. And then you, you got to decide what that is, right? Like you yeah. have to decide yeah. what happiness is for you. Right. 
And we sh- we could maybe have an episode on the cult of happiness yeah. at some point. Um, <laughs> as if it's a thing. And right. it's not just a passing emotion like sadness and other things. But man, is it tempting. But it is so in the zeitgeist of that's what you're supposed to want and need. And mm-hmm. right, even if we can debunk it, we're all still going to be like, yeah, we we'll still want to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because it's it's awesome. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so you're doing all these things. You're promised all this stuff. And then... Stuff starts falling apart or whatever it might be, right? So when I am now intersecting with people on this path, I'm meeting them often in their 30s, 40s, where they are like really, really, really disconnected to any core who I am. And so people have written about this. Obviously, it's this is not like a, you know, thing no one's ever heard of. Uh, but I think a lot of times people don't realize what's going on for them is actually a loss of self and not like just, oh, well, if my ex-wife was smarter or better or my kids so won a football like game. They're mm. kind of just like a, a piece of paper floating around in the wind, just letting the mm-hmm. like push life push them around as opposed to doing what they need to do to find happiness kind of thing. Yeah. And so, for example, let, let's let's. Let's point out a really obvious one. What is something both of you really like or like to do or identify as that other people think you're stupid for? <laughs> <laughs> that they're like, no one with a brain likes this. Well, and you let me do. tell you what I want, what I really, really want. No, yeah. I'm uh... <laughs> 100%. Brian really likes the Spice Girls. So. Yeah, but I don't think that's, that's probably not a good example of this. Um, Oh, that's a, that's a really good question. I can't think of something that that um, we have very we have very good support systems, right? You and yeah, I. Yeah, we fall into the communities of people who like the stuff that yeah. that maybe everybody on the outside world doesn't like playing video games or Dungeons and Dragons as much as the people in our immediate community who who help us validate that you know the stuff <laughs> yeah, we like. But is, we get a lot of like. self validation out of that. But we also have very supportive family systems, you and I. Yeah. We have yeah. wives who totally get what we're into and they're and they're cool well, with it. They may not participate in Dungeons and Dragons, but they they support the fact that well they like that we like it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, <laughs> okay, you know. but here's the thing. That didn't yeah. that wasn't always the case. You have right. right. Uh I mean, in the general wide world, can you walk into any room and just talk about a, a most recent Dungeons and Dragons Campaign. experience? No. Oh no, for sure. I mean, that is, again, okay. you know, we get, we get cushioned by the, uh, the air, but the bubble wrap that is our community. But if we were yes. to walk into, uh, uh, the, the Texas roadhouse, uh, steak joint and say, Hey everybody, <laughs> let me tell you about the latest D and D campaign we just played. And, yeah. And you might right. find one or two guys in there that are like, yeah, but mostly it's just going to be weird. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, right. yeah. Okay, but at some point, you you braved this at some point, right? How did you make a friend who also liked D&D if you didn't say the words, I like D&D, or whatever? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, when did you, um, and, and this, this may be going way back, but when did you differentiate from what everyone else thinks you mm. should like and right. what maybe your family's told you you should do or something, right? Like, and usually it's, a moment of like honoring your own internal need, want experience, right? Like I am this, I like this, I do these things. And, and the way you, you can kind of see the test is if it's against uh, what is very common, 
-hmm. right? Now, you can also really like the stuff that's really common, and that is true to your identity, and that's okay, too. Mm -hmm. Um, It's usually not tested quite in the same way. So I'm just wondering if you guys had an example. Nobody nobody teases us for liking Foo Fighters or, you know, Led Zeppelin or something like that. But, uh, but, you know, you mentioned Spice Girls, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, really? Okay. All right. That's good. Right. Yeah. Right. And so how do you have the ego strength to handle that? Brian, let's just use your spice clothes. Because I have a massive ego. I mean, (laughs) it's the, it crushes me under its own weight sometimes. No, it's, um, it's, uh, you, you absolutely have to be able to laugh. Um, when somebody says you really like the spice girls, you just kind of have to laugh it off. Um, there's a little bit of self-confidence in there and there's still like a little bit of a, a little, um, uh, stab between the armor plates that kind of happens with that, but very minor one. Like, you know, uh, I play up until a few months ago, played Pokemon go. That was always the thing like, Oh, that's still a game. That thing from <laughs> seven years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, but there's, there is definitely a, a self-defense mechanism of just kind of like laughing it off. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know they're goofy. They're silly, but I love them. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. And you do that with Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I know it's kind of, it's kind of silly, but it's a great time. And it's a, I have a really fun time with the group I'm playing with, et cetera, et cetera. You just basically have to, it's a, it's a um, method of turning with the, uh, like the, the like the Daniel son um, drum toy, <laughs> where you kind of move with the 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 shot that's hitting you, so you're not bracing against it and causing more more impact. You kind of turn with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you have a some some skill you develop to manage yeah, to that. Exactly. My yes. likes are valid. <laughs> yes, I can, exactly. I can navigate this socially, and that's not mm-hmm. easy for everyone, for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So Scott, do you have an example? For you, of where you are, like, don't you can't pick anything nerdy. That's my new rule. Okay, you can't pick anything nerdy. <laughs> right. uh, that you Good are <laughs> like, think about just your own identity development. And Brian, you can answer this too. But like, at what point sure. were you like, I am this, and I'm comfortable with that. Mm. And I'm, I'm here. I'm nerdy, and I deal with it. <laughs> yeah, and so maybe nerdy is still the answer. But like, yeah, what do you? What do you? Nerdy's a nerdy's and uh, it's funny because I know what you're saying about we don't want to get into the weeds of being nerdy, but it is kind of a when we grew up, Gen X kids growing up, we were picked on for this. Like if mm-hmm. if you were into, I don't know, watching Voltron in the afternoon and doodling cartoons in the morning and whatever whatever we were into, right? right? The people. People, I say people, but like, you know, jocks and stuff in school, it's very different now because most everybody Mm -hmm. kind of is all doing it all anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you were teased for it. And it wasn't even until I got tall that people stopped teasing me for it. Um, Mm -hmm. For some reason, height turns out physicality is a big deal. That works a lot better than people maybe realize. But um, so that was a that was a thing where it was like, well, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And there had to come a time where I just sort of embraced that. And I have to admit it was after height <laughs> and went You're like, I'm th- a tall nerd. <laughs> I knew I could, I knew I could get away with it because nobody was going to pick on me, but I also felt more comfortable in the kinds of friendships that I had, like right around yeah. junior year, I had friends oh. that were the stoner kids out in the parking lot, skipping class. Mm-hmm. And I had friends who were jocks and the, you know, captain of the football team. And I had, you know, I date girls who were weird, gothy, 
dark art girls and then I dated a girl on the on the drill team. Like it was like a I, I used to think it was a point of pride to go, I'm I'm with everybody. We're all here. Yeah. Scott's a he's a no nonsense people. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> and I used to tell myself that story in order to maintain my confidence about it. You're the if person that, that Edie McClurg is describing when she's explaining to uh, Principal Rooney how uh, Ferris Bueller is friends with all the jocks, the sportos, yeah. the geeks, he, the dweebs. A, what does he say? She say at the end, he's a real, he's a something dude. Uh, uh, righteous dude. Righteous he's a righteous dude. dude. Yeah. Righteous dude. I tried to be a righteous dude, and uh, and I think a lot of it was just me telling myself that, you know, right. to help justify right. it or whatever. And, and you're navigating, and, the, and you're pointing out something important, like the most sensitive unfortunately um developmental window of identity development is adolescence when your hormones are rocking and people you're trying to understand what your place is is in that and so you you're going to find a comfort zone and so often at no fault of anyone's your comfort zone is going to be what makes you feel the most safe as a as a social creature that needs to survive right, right. and so let's say you know that so Scott, let's say your man of the people act just kept going and going and going, and you spent your whole life just trying to make sure like jocks liked you. Um, and maybe everyone still does a version of whatever their identity, tr- you know, journey was as adolescence a yeah. little bit in adulthood. I mean, I'm telling you, every like PTA meeting is like a middle school. Uh, I don't know. It just reminds me so much of like, you know, that thing, like no one's grown up a little bit because of some of those, how do I identify myself gets developed during, usually during our adolescence. And that's why when some hard things happen during that period of time, it, it has such a dramatic impact, right? Because it really is a sensitive window for this um, development to happen. So as you're, you know, going through these stages and learning different things, you know, so you get to this moment later in adulthood going like, I don't know, as things are falling apart often, I don't even know who I am. So this loss of identity can show up in lots of different ways. It can maybe have never developed very strongly. And then, at, you know, for others, it may be that it was it became so tied up in their job or in raising their children or being a part of whatever they're a part of that if there's any loss around those things, right. um, you really can have this pretty catastrophic event um, and and lose really a sense of yourself. So let me just be clear real quick. This is not like depersonalization, derealization. This is not psychosis. This is none of, none of the broader um, not knowing who you are things, right? Those things are also real. And if you don't know you're in a place um, and you don't know, you don't feel real, there's other things going on. Um, and so, reach out to your local mental health helper um, because you can get some help with that. But I'm talking more about just like not really knowing who you are and what you want. So what happens again, going back to when people I meet up with them, they are telling me all this stuff that's going on. That is the, the surrounding loss or the pain or the problems. Right. And so often with them, I will work through, you know, hearing all that out and trying to understand it, but this theme will emerge and it's not a hundred percent of people, but it's when it shows itself 99% of the time, people have no idea this is going on. Right. What they think is I'm supposed to be happy. (laughs) That is so universal. And when, before you said the declaration of the independence thing, I was like, 
oh yeah, it's encoded. (laughs) It's enshrined. Mm -hmm. It's not just taught by every religious group or family group or, you know, pop psychology. It's all there, right? Like you're supposed to be happy. If you're not happy, something's wrong. Now, some of that comes from pain should tell you something's off and you need help. But more often than not, people are just saying, I'm just not happy. I'm just not happy. And here's all these reasons and surface stuff. So what I tend to like to do, and the reason I want to talk about it is because I think if anyone's listening to this and saying, I can't quite figure out why A, B, and C, there's like a couple answers. One is there's trauma that hasn't been treated and you need help there. Um, and that's sometimes sneaky and hard to find. And then the other, and it's obviously not all the time, but the other one might be this concept of identity fracturing, disillusion, or never actually being in place, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So. What you do for this is you also call your friendly therapist and say, hey, I don't know who I am. (laughs) And they're like, ooh, get in here. Let's do this, Mm -hmm. right? Because in essence, um, most of us aren't aware of it. We just think we're not happy. But when we start to dig into and just talk through what were all of the strategies you used to survive that meant you didn't develop your identity. Mm. So- Kids in a big family, yeah. kids who are middle kids, kids who um, have been the scapegoat in a family. There's like a lot of different places that you could see your family of origin maybe creating some of this for, for folks. So when I say all this, like, okay, let's go back and figure out your identity. What pops in either of your minds? Do you guys have uh, like someone you know that you're like, oh, I could see this. Like, it's like talking to paper. There, There's mm. not a person in there. Or maybe your own kids or yourself or... You know, what's what strikes you? Oh man, um, I do know. Uh, they, I'm definitely not going to out them because I know uh, they might listen to the show. But there's, there's somebody in in Tina's in my life who, um, who is so go with the flow that I don't think I know their stance on anything. Like mm. <laughs> mm. they, you know. Pro murder, anti murder. I don't know. I don't know what this person. You know how they feel about anything. Pro murder. Um, yeah. Um, they uh, um, they have a a military background, which I don't know if that if that um, if that caused it or or at least uh, exacerbated it. But because um, uh, you're kind of and, and again, this is this is me generalizing. But, um, in the military, I, I, you know, you're, you're basically told to kind of keep your, your personality out of things and be turned into a, uh, a weapon to be wielded by the government kind of thing. Maybe a little bit of an exaggeration there, but, uh, <laughs> right. that, I, that might've actually had some effect on the way their, their outward. I have no doubt that this person, um, has, opinions and feelings on certain things, but they do not express them in an outward fashion. They're very, very much in, internalized. And I think that, uh, um, that probably causes them a little bit of, uh, uh, spark to outrage at some times, or maybe even maybe even the opposite times when they should be outraged, they don't get outraged. And I think that ticks off people close to them. Mm. Wendy, is any of this stuff tied? You know, that whole thing where Johnson's can't, have silence. We have to fill the void with sounds. 
<laughs> I wonder sometimes yes. about that because uh, during the last couple of weeks, we had this funeral and all the stuff going on, all this family around. And I've got, I have one relative, an in-law relative who is so chill all the time. He doesn't, he doesn't seem perturbed by anything. Just can sit there. And if there's silence in the room, he's more than happy to sit there and enjoy it. And he's not grumpy. He's not anything. He's just there and he's just existing and he's in the moment and whatever. And I sit there with him and I just want to fill the space. I'm just like, well, uh, let me talk about 20 things I wasn't planning on talking about. Like I, I kind of lose my mind in those situations. And um, I don't know yeah. if that is tied to this at all. But it feels like part of my identity is that, that I have to fill silent silence. I can't, I can't let it go. You know what? One of the most uncomfortable things for me are even planned silences. Like, let's have a moment of silence for a massacre. And people oh. bow their heads for, you know, 20 seconds or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I want to die. I can't do it. <laughs> It's so hard wow. for me. It's really uh, hard for me. Like I don't. Not that I want to suddenly go potato salad as loud as I can and run around like right. an idiot. Like it's not oh quite that gosh. bad. But Lo- winning an argument with you, like if you're Kim, winning an argument with you must just be like <laughs> not saying anything and just letting you dig your own hole, basically. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And I do it on the air. I do it. You know, it's just me. But I, but I always wonder if that if I have made a piece of me. Uh, uh, if I've tried too hard to make that part of me thinking that's like a, oh, that's just, that's who I am. That's part of my identity is a guy who's got to fill in the conversation all the time. And I don't know if that's healthy. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that even has anything to do with this, but I'm just throwing it out because you made me think of it. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm, we're going to trust that if it popped up in context, yeah. it's probably related. Yeah. I think those are my favorite things when clients are like this man, I don't know where this came from. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. And they tell me, I'm like, Oh, it has everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you don't always see it. Now I can imagine in terms of like the role you play, mm-hmm. like were you the family jokester? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of. Were you lightening the mood? Was it your job to, you know, ease a tense moment or something, right? Like you, you can see where getting jobs Think about jobs as an identity, right? Yeah. Getting jobs as a kid in a, in a family system um, is identity development. Ask an oldest daughter of any family. Does she feel like she has some jobs? Yeah, she does. It's called being perfect. It's expensive and hard. And, you know, <laughs> but if you think about what that, what maybe roles you took on or were put upon you, that is going to absolutely be correlated with identity. So now imagine... Scott, if I said, okay, I'm, I don't want to scare you here, but your true calling, your true deep self-identity is a, you know, a, a, a meditator. In a, <laughs> in a silent, you'd run silent retreats. You know? yeah, like, yeah. This is what you should be doing. And you just missed your window because you were given a job to fill in the silences by telling us all jokes, right? Yeah. That's probably not true for you, but it is going to be absolutely true for people. It is, it is sometimes an expectation. I feel at like a family gathering, I feel this need to like, like if things are boring or quiet or, or, or I don't know, there's like Mm -hmm. this thing that says, well, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be funny right now. So be funny. Mm -hmm. I I do hear that voice sometimes in my head and it kind of annoys me because if I'm not in the Mm -hmm. mood, I don't want to be funny. Your you know, roommate right. is your comedy manager, your inner, yes, inner exactly. roommate. Is your, yeah. Get up on stage. Here's a mic. Yeah. And yeah. if you if you could also provide like a second roommate to say, 
hey, you don't have a job here. Oh, like, yeah. Imagine that voice. You mm-hmm. don't have a job here. Yeah, but what if I only have a two-bedroom apartment and we can't we can't really fit? <laughs> <laughs> we can't fit that other I, guy in. And here's the thing, Scott. Clearly, we have some. You know, it's it's hard to analyze yourself, right? But clearly, we have something similar. Like I have a job everywhere I go, and that job tends to be making sure people are comfortable and not left out. And like you know, like there's a social job we both probably feel. Now, why? I don't know. And that's because we're not going to take the time to look at it. But for all of you out there (laughs) who are ready to take the time to look at it, you know, you might find um, what is that thing that you do that has felt like a job? And just imagine if you set it down. Mm. Like, just imagine if you didn't make sure the family trip ran well. If you just didn't, what would happen? Or what if instead of waiting for everyone to do things for you, you just felt like you had a job for the first time and you did those things, you know, it, cause it's, it's going to be all over the map for, for everyone. Right. Um, okay. Brian, let me ask you, do you feel like yeah. you have social jobs that you'd love to set down <laughs> or <laughs> any other thing like that? I mean, I do the same thing. I'm not, I'm not as bothered by silence. Um, however, you know, I do recognize the fact that uh when i'm alone in the car i'm talking a lot i'm talking like i'm host of the merv griffin show uh, i love oh, this man. it's usually like it's usually like oh hey nissan maybe i don't know stay in your lane or uh i do um, the same thing hey if you put down your phone i bet i bet more than you can make it through this green arrow that sort of thing mm. uh very my my and roommate as we've talked about <laughs> is very sarcastic uh, yeah Love it. I love it. That's but awesome. um, no, but I do have a. I do feel like I need and and want to be the class clown in any situation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's. I I feel weird when I like go to like one of Tina's work events and I'm her. I'm her plus one and yeah. I don't, I feel like, yeah, maybe this is not the appropriate place to do the, uh, the, the, the George Carlin artificial fart under the arm kind of thing, but, yeah. right. um, which I don't do. I can't do that. I've never been able to do that by the way. Never can't, can't do the artificial fart under the arm, but <laughs> I don't feel like I can be my typical joking self in those situations. And it does feel constricting and, uh, and limiting. That's um, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and a great way to test this for people, um, you know, there are people who are listening to this going, um, hello, yeah, my whole life I was not allowed to be anything that I wanted to be. And and I'm telling you right now, uh, a good portion of your misery is because of that. Now, maybe your audience has a, like a little special caveat here because a lot of you are playing games, right? You are interested and doing, spending time doing these things that you love, when I'm sure many of you still have a mother or a coworker or a person who's going to be critical of you doing that, right? Like you're, you're maybe investing in some identity based things that feel good. So maybe, maybe I'm preaching to the choir, but here is a, just a little litmus test to try, okay. um, to ask yourself, um, when do I, do I ever have a, no, sorry, do I ever not have a choice? So for example, Scott cannot let silence Scott has a job when silence is around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a great example of like, I'm conditioned, required. Something has trained me. I've I've trained my whole life for this and I'm here (laughs) and I can't not do it. Right. I would, I would recommend 
Sir Scott and others with the same problem moved to a Nordic country where silence is Golden. really, really required. <laughs> to socially. do it everywhere, yeah, socially. And it will re-socialize you because you will then want to make everyone there happy instead of be the ugly American. I well, promise. This, this is actually – I, I, This is interesting because I'm, I'm – uh, how do I put this? It is a social thing for me, not – like Kim and I last night, we uh, it was just something I noticed last night. We were both on the couch in the living room reading. We had music playing, and Kim and I are reading separate books. Two Kindles, same couch, chilling. Completely silent for a couple of hours, maybe even three hours, of just reading and hanging out. And every once in a while she goes, did you feed the dogs? Yeah, I got them. Okay, cool. And then we go back to reading. And that's not a problem. I don't feel the need to fill that silence and I don't yeah. feel any pressure socially from her to do so. And she doesn't feel any for me to do so. So it's like this, that's totally fine. Like just completely vegged together. We also talk a lot during the week and it's not hard for us to say, we're going to have some time where we just don't, we're not talking. So why is it that that works? Cause a hundred percent, no job with Kim and full acceptance, right? Like that's, there you go. That's it. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas yep. me chatting with a cashier at the grocery store in Sweden was a social no-no. Yeah. And I learned that hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this thing I've always done, which is my job to make the cashier be seen as a person and feel like they're doing a good job. Like, what? That's my job? And then turns out Swedes are like, no, no, your job is to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to be shutting that. up. And yeah. now I love it. Now I love to shut up. And the first cashier we got, we saw uh, together when we were shopping when we got to Minnesota, this woman told us her freaking life story. Yeah. And all I could think was, oh, the old me would love this. The new me wants you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but so you can, so this is what I want people to do. I want you to look in your little lives and go, hmm, where's a job I always feel like I have? So, and then here's the anecdote. Okay. So, um, I have a friend who is a master at this of, of social, I, I made the, you know, sometimes you say words, well, we're Johnsons. We always say words we don't really mean to sound. <laughs> no. And I, yeah. Like one time I was trying to give her a compliment and I was just like, I love having you at gatherings or parties because you have, and this is what came out of my mouth. You have a backpack full of social lubricant. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I just, totally know what you're saying, though. It exactly. totally makes sense. Who was I talking like to? A, who was I talking to yesterday? Like, where I said I had a bag. I have a bag of biases. Who was that? Well, it was on DTNS. Oh, like they were like, biases. they were like, all right, Sky, what do you think about these? This thing at Twitter that they're going to try to do this dollar a year thing for new users. And I went, well, let me just put my bag full of biases over here by the door, and now we can talk mm-hmm. about it. That's and, nice and visual. And I, and to me, but that was just add- like. That was just the thing to say. But for whatever reason, Tom and Sarah and everybody were like, bag of biases. I'm going to start saying that. And I went, no, that's just, isn't that just a normal thing you want to say? Isn't how your brains all work? And the answer is no. But also, I need you to picture a Ghostbuster like um, gun that goes with the bag of social lubricant. Okay. (laughs) So anyway, she has this. It's on pack with the the lubricant. With full of social lubricant. Makes everything better. And so we were on a long walk this morning and she said to me, so, uh, how's that pottery class coming, which I haven't signed up for because she's always trying to make me do something different than helping people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. And she is doing something very different. And she's like, you've really got to try this. And this is the, my challenge for everyone is to go do a thing that is opposite of this job, but that also 
scratches some young person itch. So hers is, she goes to an improv class across town. No one knows what she's mom. No one knows she runs this company. No one knows she has this or that. They know nothing about her. They just know that she needs to pick up the line when they've dropped a line at, at, in their improv class. So she just gets to be a version of herself. Her identity is unknown. And it, it helps this like very young part of her get to be on a stage or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. So her version is that I take pottery. It's not what I need. I'm going to figure it out. But I want you guys to think about that. <laughs> what scratches some very like playful sort of, I liked this then, which I think is why one of the reasons the Barbie movie hit a lot of nerves and chords. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, what, what is the, what is the thing I maybe don't ever do right now? Like Scott, you talking about sitting in silence and reading for three hours is like someone showing me, <laughs> so, showing someone else something they're jealous of. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you had three hours. Yeah. Oh, it was oh amazing. Right. I mean, with Carter and Korea and, uh, and you know, <gasps> no, no kids are over and, um, uh, the funeral's over. So all the big, the big so extended jealous. family has left town. So mm-hmm. really first night where Kim and I were actually sort of had the house to ourself and it was like, the ability. I know that mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. So enjoy that. But mm-hmm. like, maybe that's what I need guys is a silent book retreat. That's what I need. But anyway, I go. want people to yeah. think about what job they're always doing and then figure out a thing they could engage in that is their own choice, their own need. That's maybe something you dropped a long time ago that you just want to play with. So, so just, this is, this is not how you find your identity a hundred percent. Sometimes you got to do real work to do that guys. But right. I'm telling you on a baby step version of this is this where you look to spend a little effort, putting you on the list, doing something that matches things you care about that maybe you aren't doing or things you used to care about that you let go of. Right. Um, so I'm going to make you two do it. So what is something that two of you, you don't have to go sign up for an improv class, but okay. that you. is going to, to feel a little bit like not my social job or not my actual job or not my, um, some, something maybe placed upon me by the community I was raised in or the family of origin, you know, like easy answer for be. me. Totally. Easy. Oh, wow. Okay. C- cooking. That is so outside oh. my, my, my zone that I, I just never do it. When I do it's, it's microwave bull crap. It's just boring yeah. and lame. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I find two ingredients that should never hang out with each other. And I combine those and call it a dog Rito and you know, eat, eat the whole thing. And like, I'm just not a, I'm not a person like that at all. Like it's completely okay. outside my vein. And so I am, I am always like, Ooh, maybe we should do another one of those cooking classes and maybe I'll learn a thing or two or, or whatever. Kim on the other hand, rocking it like there's sleep that's the other thing is she's so good at it that i never feel the need to go well i better up Uh my game my game Uh is good she's in there doing Uh it if she left me or she was gone for some reason i'm hosed yeah we know so all right scott (laughs) you're gonna do you're gonna do a cooking class but i want you to do something it's even if it's a one-off or it's a youtube tutorial i want you to go weird and big and different Okay. Don't just find a meal for yourself. Make mm-hmm. a Martha Stewart lemon cake. I'm Ooh, telling you, you it'll take you seven hours. Yeah. Um, but find <laughs> and, something. And videotape, or videotape. Record the whole thing so we can have a, a, a YouTube of it because yeah, I need to right. watch That this. would be fun to watch. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to do cooking. Brian, what are you going to do? Damn it. I knew this was going to come around to me. Um, <laughs> I mean, you are the only other one here. I know. I know. <laughs> it, it was inevitable, wasn't it? Um, yes. God, I don't know. It's like... Uh, 
<laughs> it's can it be like sitting down and reading a book because that's something that I feel yes. I don't do at all and and just need to sit in silence and read a book. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, it. Okay. It can it can be that simple. Good. But but I would like it to be in lieu of performing your job in some other way. So it might be that sure. I'm supposed to go to this party and you know I'm going to end up having to help everyone feel good. Um, no, I'm not. I'm going to sit home and read a book. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, okay. Kind of fun to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm not coming over for happy hour. I'm going to read a book. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't be offended. Because I was told to do this by my therapist. So I uh, have to. And also, you're actually hitting something really important, which is there is a level of rebelling against the system in order to develop identity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I like this thing, you don't, and you're going to make fun of me for it? I mean, that is forcing my identity to grow and to feel more rooted in my own self, right? And so you're you're doing it. It's just... Right, because the social thing is the socially appropriate thing is not to stay home and read a book. It's to go and work a shift. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Like avoid yeah. okay. avoid the social thing by reading a book. If I don't have any social like big social things coming up, I mean, I've got concert tickets. I'm not going. I'm not giving those up. Yeah, uh, don't do that. Yeah, um, yeah. Nobody. Stick a book what, what, in what your else? back pocket. And then just go. read it during halftime. Yeah, no, you can <laughs> uh, you can do these separate, totally separate things too. You're at a party and just say to yourself, I don't have any, I don't have a job here. I, exactly. Okay. I'm gonna sit yeah. back and enjoy this and not yeah. try to be the, you know, and, hey, did you hear about that? Right. Exactly. <laughs> the and then bear, just see, gummy bears in Florida or whatever. See what happens, right? Yeah. Just yeah. be more of an observer and see what happens, right? And then at the and then separately, go read a book. Yeah. So Scott's going to cook, you're going to read, and neither of you, Scott, I want you to try that too with uh, any social situation where you feel the immediate need to fill the space. Yeah. Just tell yourself, I don't have a job, and sit down and see what happens. Mm. I will say this, I've been trying to, um, not so much TMS, because the whole point is Brian and I talking on TMS, but on other shows, uh, especially ones I guest on, I'm trying to uh, actively. I go into them going, "All right, Scott, you're gonna you're gonna answer questions a little more succinctly and not try to keep talking." You know what I mean? Like mm. just be. Mm-hmm. I don't mean just yes and no and then leave them hanging. I don't right. mean. That. Yeah. Nobody wants bad that. radio. That's very bad radio. But um, like that post Malone <laughs> uh, thing you heard the other day, Brian, uh, the mm-hmm. thing where he just. Oh seemed, yeah, where he's just like. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's tight. Oh yeah, no, it's really tight. Yeah, it's like, I think yeah, go, go into more detail there. I post. I think he's a little stoned. Uh, also, uh, sorry, this is a tied note, but good news. Uh, all the talk about him leaving Utah because he didn't have, he couldn't afford the land to expand his compound. That has all changed. He's now staying. He found a deal. He's staying in Utah. <laughs> anyway, um, yay, <laughs> yay. But I am already trying to do that there. Um, so I yeah, think I'm, okay. I'm actually kind of got some momentum right now, and I think good. it would be a good, good time to experiment. You know. Good. And let me sum up with this. You're, people are probably like, how is this related to identity? It, It's not. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's not. And really what it is, is that you're trying to reconnect and, and be playful and experimental a little bit about, huh, what have I given up and stopped doing? Or what do I need mm-hmm. to stop doing? So I have a little more maybe internal space mm-hmm. for other things. And there are people who this is not intended for, who never think about anyone else? I'm not talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to uh, you. <laughs> Jerk. I am talking to those who tend to be giving and giving and helping and 
making sure others are comfortable and they had jobs given to them. And that's very tied to their identity. For those who are like just straight up miserable, you might want to ask yourself this question. Like what was my, let's map out my identity development. Um, I would say kids these days are way, way more aware of identity development than any generation before. Um, Mm -hmm. And it'd be great if we were all skilled and we could help them navigate it. But we tend not to be because we all tend to be just in jobs we ended up in or in, you know, whatever it might be. Um, And the more authentically someone lives, and I don't mean this in the hippy dippy way. I really don't. I mean it in like finding what you care about, who you are, standing up for that, letting that grow. The, The less cognitive dissonance they have, the less feeling crappy that there is it's dare I say a closer version to happiness. Mm. Um, but it, we all got there somehow and where we're at and that is relevant. So this is about just getting curious about the start mm. and then let's mess with it a little bit. All right. So we have homework is the point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Homework. And, and uh, I would like a follow-up voicemail again about someone's amazing success. So yeah, please, someone. please do. <laughs> We love like getting those. those. Yeah. Help yeah. me feel good about this. Yeah, we always, yeah, that was awesome. I'd love yeah, that. Feedback. We always get feedback, but it's always some of it's like quick stuff in the chat or we hear it in Discord or, you know, it's these other places. And then, I don't know, there's something not validating. Obviously, we're doing, you know, people are hearing what we're doing. We're getting great downloads on Thursdays. It's just, it's nice to hear when you guys have like a specific hit point for something Wendy talks about. So let us know. Yeah. A follow-up like, hey, I heard the, the episode on loss of identity and then tell us your whole story we'll work your case like it, it could be a free hour maybe yeah so just, free yeah. hour of therapy think of that way yeah. yeah i bring these topics in like you say moral injury but you've already solved it so that was great but give me one unsolved i'd be happy to help you work through it yeah no kidding uh well that's great uh we will definitely yep. do that we'll do our homework during the week and uh yes, we'll please. do a big follow-up next week i don't know what i'm cooking this is gonna be a nightmare you cook. I can't wait. I would love to see it. A picture of Edith. Kim, like Kim will probably it. film it because she won't believe I'm doing it unless she films it. Yes. So. I love I like, it. So I do much. like the idea of like making something from the British Bake Off that you have to Ooh, you have to do the oh, math of converting um, yes. converting grams to ounces or whatever. It needs like 30 <laughs> ingredients. Also, you yeah. need to like, what if you were really meant to be Guy Fieri this whole time? What if right, I was meant exactly. to? I mean, look, I'm gangster. I got sunglasses that fit on the Scott back of my head. Off the chain. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Try, try triple D everyone or whatever. Right into Flavor Town. Yep, there Let's you go. Let's do it. You're gonna be great. Okay. Um, also, everyone yeah. sign up for Real Steps. Do it. Oh yeah, RealSteps.org. Real Get in there now. There's more slots available. There's less slots available there than there are going to BlizzCon. So get in there. So come on. Sign up. <laughs> realsteps.org uh it'll change your life uh i was talking to somebody wow. yesterday whose wife is joining up and she is so excited out of her mind Yay. stoked about this so be Good. like her be like them and sign up today at realsteps.org all right. all right wendy have a fantastic week we'll see Thank you next you. time bye, bye now yeah. oh shit i can't hang her up crunch okay remove do it without hanging me up yeah, that was it. crunchy wasn't it what did she do it there crunch right at the end like she like she uh, hangs her phone up by putting it in a pile of leaves. <laughs> it's fall after all. Why not? It is fall. Exactly. Why not live like the season you're in? Uh, that's going to do it for the show. Now, a reminder about what's coming up. We got Coverville yeah. at noon. All right. Well, I might be changing that. Oh. Uh, you, you, uh, viewers have noticed that I've gone from standing up to sitting down. 
Um, I am feeling so damn tired. I'm going to take a nap as soon as the show's over. So no Coverville uh, today, um, likely tomorrow, maybe right after uh, uh, couch party or something. We'll figure it out. But um, yeah, okay. this, this old man's uh, this old man needs to take a little bit of a nap. Your vaxes, uh, the vaxes are hitting now, man. They're hitting the hard. The vaxes are hitting the cocktail of uh, all those that, that <laughs> my, my mRNA is changing, and it's uh, it, it makes me make me a little. For sleazy. some reason, I, when when you experience this, it seems right because you're supposed to have. That means a healthy immune system is saying. Oh, is this another humble brag from Scott? No, about this is the, this uh, is me complimenting ever... you because you your body reacts in a way that should happen. It should say, yeah, "Oh, you foreign know, objects." You know I'm kidding, by the way. Yeah, of I course. But then I miss. I take these things. I get no reaction, and in my head, I'm like, it "Did it even work?" Like, right? Did they are they giving me a placebo? Or are they giving me just sugar water or something? Yeah, I don't. I feel like I don't really know, and I hate yeah, that feeling. Exactly, Plus, it was CVS exactly. and it was sketchy. You know. But still, like the Moderna, that made me feel like I actually had the flu for for eight hours. This is like, you know, I'm just tired. And I was, I did wake up at five and and watch the uh, the Dana Delaney episode of Moonlighting, which always gets five me worked in the up. morning. That's like drinking in the morning. That's crazy. It is moonlight in the morning. Yeah, why not? If I it love was, it. If it was tomorrow morning. I'd be playing Mario or I'd be playing Spider-Man. One of the two. I got to make a decision. They're both getting okay. rave reviews, but I'm kind of burnt. I'm, I'm a little burned out on open world, so I'm feeling the Mario a little bit. Really? Yeah, I downloaded, yeah. Uh, like I used my voucher for Mario, so that downloaded uh, this morning, and then Spider-Man's going to download when we're done with the show. Oh, yeah, so you had, that's right. You did the, I should have done that. Deal. I have the voucher. So it's like, I didn't yeah. do the voucher. So so Mario, I will I will play when I'm sitting up on the couch and Tina's watching uh, Chicago Med or something like that, mm. and then Spider-Man I'll play right here on that screen right there with the, uh, the PS5. Yeah. Yeah, that's life. Woo, and that's, then I won't get anything done. Then nothing, nothing will done. happen. Exactly. It's yeah. all right. You're tired. You got to do. You got to take care of you. Do some tel- self care, exactly. Brian. That's what you want. Exactly. So don't look for Coverville at 12 p.m. All right. No Coverville today. <laughs> uh, there will be a core tonight, though. Core me, Bo, Ooh. John. Uh, the Microsoft acquisition went through literally right after we finished last week's show. So we would have loved yeah. to have talked about that last week. We're going to talk a ton about it. What it means. Why uh, Diablo ended up on Steam yesterday. And uh, what that means for Game Pass. And we got a lot to say. So tonight, Core, 5 p.m., check it out uh, right here at frogpants.tv if you want to watch it live or wherever you get your podcast. Couch Party, as Brian mentioned, tomorrow, 10 a.m. We're going to watch some, um, I think we're going to do. yeah, uh, Wicked show Kitten is going to supply us with another uh, hour long creep show episode to watch. Um, just uh, it's spoopy season, so we got to watch something spoopy. I love the spoops. Let's do it. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. Uh, Play Retro is also tomorrow at 2.30 p.m., so uh, well after that. And Film Sack this weekend, we're watching the first Chucky movie, Child's Play. Mm-hmm. Uh, sign in for that. Also, Skim sometime this weekend. Kim and I are still working out when. Probably tomorrow is my guess, so watch for that as well. It's going to do it for us. Patreon.com slash TMS is where you can support this show. If you love it, then show it. Go to Patreon.com slash TMS. <laughs> And sign up today for as little as a dollar a month. That's going to do it for us. Cool. Uh, Does Chucky have a slow like a? Um, is there a is there a thing that Chucky says that's like his his, his, his main catchphrase? Yeah, his um, main catchphrase. Catchphrase. Let's see. Because uh, I can't think of one. Um, I'm a good guy. Here's some. Gonna kill ya. Here's some iconic ones. Let's see what they sound All like. Right. Uh, I got some audio here. Hi, I'm Tommy, and I'm your friend to the end. Hi, I'm Tommy. Shut up, you idiot. Hi, 
come to the end. These aren't catchphrases. Hi, no. I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi ho Wait, why was he Tommy and then Chucky? Are we going to learn Cause, that? Because uh, he's when he's possessed, I think uh, he's probably disguising himself as uh, the Tommy thing, but he calls himself Chucky. I don't know. I guess like, we'll find out this weekend. Yeah, don't don't let on that I've been possessed. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anyone. I'm Heidi this- ho! I like that though. That's his that's his catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, right maybe there. Heidi ho. That'll work. Heidi ho! Oakley Doke. Oh, boy, he's getting real close to Ned Flanders. We can't have that. Really close, yeah. Anyway, music, though. Uh, No cover bill, but a cover today. What do you got? What are we doing? Yeah, let this tide you over as far as your covers for uh, the the 19th of October. Uh, Mike Pacholik, uh, he's also known as Anonymous. Yeah, he's the guy who sends us all these goodies like uh, sign language for dummies and... um, uh, uh, Funyun flavored Lay's. By the way, we have a new box of Funyun flavored spicy Lay's. Which oh yeah, I do have too. mine. Mine's at the PO box. Just gotta go pick it up. You did. You did get it. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, we'll eat that on Monday. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Hello, Scott and Brian. I'm turning 57 on October 3rd. Yep, I know. Whoa! So 16 years or 16 days late. Uh, yep, only thir- three more years to 60. Geez, I just love the sound of Manchester Orchestra. Thank you, and have a great day." I got to say something about him before I play his birthday jingle sure, here. Sure, sure. Say something. He he sounds 20 in his voicemails. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like that because I'm old and he doesn't seem old. So well done, uh, Mike. Yeah, Let's party. There you go, buddy. Yeah, whatever you're drinking, Mike, we want some of that. Send yeah. us that. Yeah. Um, all right. So the song you requested was I Know How to Speak, uh, acoustic version. Um, it's not a cover. I looked it up and I'm like, is this, is this really the version of something else? It's not. And so I have to go with a different Manchester orchestra cover, but, um, this is a cool one. This is uh, from a, tr- a tribute from 2018 called standing at the gates, the songs of not a surf. This is a song by not a surf called blizzard of 77 performed by the Manchester orchestra. Here is blizzard of 77.
frogpants.com What the heck is going on? I'm answering. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game, and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>